When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. The driver's seat. It's Redemption Day for Daniel Ricciardo. He wins the Monaco Grand Prix. The Driver's Seat with Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson. For Kubota, together we are building Australia. It's time to let go, it's time to move on, headed for the mountain. That's right, we're about this bound in just a couple of weeks away. Mate, I've got to ask you a question. Yeah. How long do you sit on a Wednesday evening or a Wednesday during the day rolling through bits of music, trying to find <laughs> five seconds of a grab to be able to match up with the round that's coming? How long do you actually take? I'll tell you what, far too long. But, uh, you know, we have paid for a music licence, so we might as well use it. But oh, well, there you go. Well done, SEN. But welcome to the driver's seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. Together we're building Australia. Let's get straight down to the nitty-gritty because we've got a big, big show for you. We've got to get straight to our feature interview thanks to Ryko Filters. Ask your mechanic for Ryko Filters, the professional's choice. But as always, we don't just go straight to our guests. We've got to give them... A great intro. Nick Perkat grabs gears. He looks in the mirror. And what great success for Perkat at Sydney Motorsport Park. He wins our second race this weekend for the BP Ultimate Sydney Super Sprint. McLaughlin now punches a 12-3. Perkat to the top with a 12-2. Well done, Nick Perkat and everybody at Brad Jones Racing. Definitely the story on the road, I could tell you. And it's our great pleasure to welcome back to the driver's seat uh, for the first time since the E-Series, actually. Please welcome the one and only Brad Jones. Hey, guys. Good evening, Bradley. That's pretty good. If I was a wrestler, I reckon that's what they'd be playing when I came (laughs) running running towards the ring. I like it. I like it and a lot. Our, and our studio audience that are, yeah. that are all masked up and still cheering as they would normally would. Oh, they're on the, their feet there. They're on their feet. For they're the great right. man. <laughs> uh, Brad, uh, it, you know, it's funny. We, we've sort of, obviously being fans, we look at everything that's been going on over this last six weeks. And it's been such a trying and difficult week, uh, six weeks or seven weeks or eight weeks or whatever it's been for the teams. This is the sort of time that is going to test team morale, how good they are, how how well they function as a group and all that kind of stuff. And it's also a time, I reckon, that uh, the success of that will show with either a lack of success on the track uh, or success on the track. And you've been, let's not 
put a too fine a point on it, you guys have been doing bloody well. Oh, thank you. I mean, it's <clears throat> it's been pretty tough. Obviously, not as bad um, for us as it has been for the Victorian teams, who who had a couple extra weeks on the road than us, and we're home now. But but I think you're right. I think um, it's an opportunity for teams to to either um, implode or or really bond together. And and uh, the, the our team, I think, uh, we were pretty close net bunch. When the pandemic first hit, um, we made the decision not to not to send anyone on holidays, not to shut the joint down, to just you know cut cut back and work through it. And I think that started the the you know we've been we're a very family orientated team anyway, but but uh, you know that was a commitment from from us to keep to the staff and and the staff have committed back every bit as hard and. And, um, you know, as you said, the results are starting to show it. I think that um, it's been great for us. Mate, um, the results, oh, maybe not the pandemic. The re- well, yeah, the results, <laughs> not the <yeah. laughs> Mate, uh, look, when you, when you do look at it, that the thing that I really get out of the, what you guys are doing at the moment is um, not so much the tracks that you, in the past, you know, every, every or most teams... I guess apart from sort of the top two or three, that um, they always seem to have a, a bogey track or or tracks that they they excel at all the time, yeah. year in and year out. Um, and you know, BJR is no different. They've always been good at certain tracks and, and struggled at other tracks. But I think that for yeah. me, looking forward um, or looking back um, in the past, is that you've been really really strong um, at tracks that you've notoriously been, you know. Week out in the past, which I think yeah, that's, for me that's that's, that's the true. biggest thing. That's the biggest thing for me is what we, you've jumped in the uh, in the regard of the of the performance of the cars in those sort of tracks, which is why Nick's sitting sixth in the championship. Um, absolutely, and and but for a couple of incidents that he had, you know, nothing to do with, we'd be he'd be third in the championship. So I feel like it wouldn't um, have to be Darwin, would it? <laughs> Darwin would be one. <laughs> engine uh, engine would be another one that's answerable, but yes. look, those things happen in motorsport. But what what you're saying is, I mean, we traditionally are weak on on um, hard cornered stop start. You know, Townsville, Sandown, Gold Coast. That that you know, unless it's raining, that sort of stuff. So we we are normally pretty strong on flowing type circuits. But what we've shown on the road is um, we're being strong on both. To be honest. And and um, while it's t- it sometimes takes us a little bit of time, like you know, we spent the first tail and bend just trying to pull grip out of the cars. The cars had a lot of speed, but but we couldn't keep tyres on them. And then of course, for the following weekend, you're trying to put all the grip back in, and it's it's not just so as easy as going back to where you started. There's you know philosophy, it's a whole heap of things. So um, um, you know, it's it's been good, and and the team is all getting along. You know, we've 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 been able to uh, come out of Townsville, which was a great, great weekend for us, except we didn't nearly get enough podiums, but, you know, showed plenty of car speed. And then everyone had a little bit of a break for a week. So, you know, people went away in different groups and or went away by themselves. I let, gave them, you know, four de- destinations they could go to. And then, then we were back in Adelaide and everyone was a bit refreshed. And, of course, now we're home. So so um, I think I think from management right down to the, to, to the you know the apprentice 
um, people appreciate given opportunity and and um, and it's helped us all focus a little harder, I think. And I, and I guess that success that you've got, uh, that you've just had now is a breeze of confidence in the back there as you head towards the mountain. All of your your drivers are locked in. You know, you've 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 obviously got McCauley, you've got Nick, uh, you've got Todd and you've got Jack. But with those guys, you've got Jack Perkins, Tommy Randall, who's pretty hot at the moment, Jordan Boys, um, uh, Tim Blanchard as well. Uh, this is a pretty good lineup, isn't it? Like it's a, you've got a really good, strong stable. I think heading to the mountain this year. I hope so. I mean, we, our our register is pretty diverse. When you think about Jack Smith in his first year, McCauley in his second year, Todd in his third year, and Nick, who's really the very much the senior driver in the team, who's who's been in the category for quite a long period of time, and and um, you know he's taken on the role as mentor very well, and and um, and. You've got to grow. Supercars, like, you know, is a very, very different, difficult category to be successful in. And, and it takes years for you to get to the point where you can get the most out of it. Now, I think it's like three or four. And then once you do that, it just takes a while to learn how to win again. And because all those guys that get to this level have been very successful in everything they've done. So, so it's a, you know, it's a, it's a long process and you've got to have everything going for you. You've got to work hard at every level. You can't be lazy. You need to be committed. You need to understand what you're doing and you need to make sure you know how to do it. You know, I was talking to someone the other day and, and I said, I feel like a rebuilding, uh, you know, it depends a lot of money, but it can, it can be like a four year process to roll over and, and get from where you've found yourself towards the bag to get, you know, pointed back in the right direction to, towards the front. And that's having the right driver, the right engineer, the combination, you know, the right money, all those things that, that contribute to, to get you back towards the front. And I feel like, you know, we're definitely heading in the right right direction. We've made a big step up from last year. And, you know, it's a pity that the year's been so interrupted, but I am very much looking forward to Bathurst. When you talk about that, you talk about that four-year thing, and you know, I've no, I've been there, you know, in a slump or in a, in a rut where you just feel like it's never going to end. Yeah. But um, you know, you've got Nick who's doing a, a cracking job there in the championship. You've got Toddy Hazelwood who's, you know, not far behind him. You know, on I guess on the pace, but also on on what, where he's getting to at the moment. Um, you know, Macca's really quite new in the championship, and so is Jack. What's what's the realistic expectation for them moving forward, and when will you expect them like Macca and Jack to, you know, right? we need you. We, I mean, Macca was running awesome in the in the top ten there, qualified thirteenth. Yeah, you know, yeah. so you can see that starting to come forward. When do you expect that being more, I guess, frequent? Well, that, that, if we talk about Macca first, the hard part is he's he, you know he's got a couple of top fifteen and top ten qualifying. Yep. results this year and then what happens is you start around a bunch of guys you don't know and very quickly they give you the short back and sides and you find yourself in 20 seconds so it just takes a little while to find your feet and then drive with your arms out wide enough as you know stevie yeah. that you 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 people respect you enough to not push you off the road you know it's funny shane pushed him off the road when he went past him on sunday and he said to me i said to him afterwards oh man that's tough. And he goes, yeah. And I said, you know, if that was me, I would just wouldn't have braked at the next corner. Like I just would have <laughs> squared off with him. Straight and through he goes, the door. You can't do that. And I said, yeah. yeah, you want to bet? But um, it's, yeah. it's, you know, so it's sometimes hard to watch as a parent, certainly. Yeah. 
um, and a team owner, which I fit somewhere in the middle of that, I think, with him. Um, but uh, look, I'm seeing things in him that I that give me hope, and and I see potential. And it, it's just still, still too early, you know. If you, he's probably following Todd along a little bit on on the things that Todd did in his second year, you know, yeah. good qualifying positions, probably having trouble in the race. The other thing is, um, you know, the cars are never perfect, so you got to get used to driving them. You know, he, he has a tendency to. To, to have them too loose and I don't like a loose car but it makes it a real struggle but I think with these things they need to be pretty loose to rotate so yeah. so he's you know I think he's making some progress and I'd like to think that next year he'll make a bit more and you know we'll start to see some some uh, some sunlight because what happens is you know you can only do it for so long and and yeah. not get any sort of result um then with Jack, it's his very first year and, and um, you know, he's finding it hard. I said to him the other day, this is the hardest thing he'll ever do in his life. You know, and you say that to people sometimes and they're like, oh, yeah. But but as you know, Stevie, racing one of these cars, once you get in them, um, it doesn't matter where you've been and what you've done. It's, it's a, you know, you've got the same card as everyone else. And so you really need to produce. And if you can't, then you get you, you don't last. So yeah. no one no one wants to to you know keep on doing it forever and not doing well. So just you know just a time thing, and and it's cyclical. And and I think you know it was a good point there where you said that you know um, about Macca having his elbows out and how far he should have them out. It's a fine line of not having him out far enough, but then yeah. doing too much and being known as that guy that you know you, no one wants to be around because they're going to hit you, and then so they end up giving you the short back and sides anyway to get you out of the way. Well, and that's that's what happened to Jack Smith. You know, last mm. year when he was a wild card, he was down in Tasmania and he didn't let McLaughlin by for a couple of laps because you know he felt that that he should sail past him, and they get arrow washes, all sorts of reasons why it's difficult to pass. Mm. especially on a circle like that. And so, so you know, very quickly um, defending yourself and, and earning a bad reputation. And, and um, you know, I think Jack has, has certainly turned that around. It is putting solid results. And, you know, I can see how hard he is working to get results. You know, he's poor Forgies, he's engineer. And, of course, he was Marcus's engineer when he won all those championships and ran at the front. So he's got good help. But, um, you know, but like I keep on saying... Uh, you can't believe how hard it is to race a car in this category. And especially when you see your teammate, you know, qualifying on pole or running, you know, in the top five or six cars, you look at it. You know, I know Macca looks at Nick's stuff and, you know, just scratches his head sometime trying to work out how he carries some of the speed. But yeah. but the good thing is, right, you've got the data. So you, if you're clever, you can work it out eventually. Mate, I want to... I wanna... Put the focus, grab the crystal ball out for a minute, dust it off, and let's look towards Gen Three and twenty twenty two. You're currently running the Holden chassis in the body shape. What do we? What can we expect from BJR when Gen Three comes out? Are you in discussions loosely with other manufacturers at the moment, or where, what's your position on that? Unfortunately, my, my crystal ball is pretty cloudy at the moment, <laughs> and. Um, so honestly, um, I you know I'm I I having the position I have on the board and the commission I get, obviously. I'm part of the Gen 3 committee as well. And, and um, I mean, it's moving along, but I haven't spoken to anyone about it really. I mean, I'm just, at the moment, I'm focused on, on getting us to where we need to be um, for the rest of this year and, and getting over that. But, um, look, I, 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 I'm, I have no fixed address with this one. I'm, 
willing to to look at what is, is I think all the cars will be similar, but what sort of opportunities are gonna are gonna come up? I think we need to, you know, the planet Earth needs to get back to, to whatever the new normal is a little bit, and and then we can we can look at it and see where we're at. But I mean, clearly we'll be out there with something, and and um, you know, I think the, I've seen a I've seen a shot of the Camaro and the Mustang, and I think they both look pretty cool. So um, I don't know. We'll just have to wait and see. Ooh, it's not a high priority. Wait and see, indeed. Wait and see, indeed. Hey, I, I want to go back. Now we've, we were looking forward. I now want to go back because you, you had a before you were a team owner. Uh, you were a successful driver in your own right. You also did the two liter touring car thing. I was thinking today of when you when we knew you were going to come on and have a chat to us. Um, what's a question that I can ask you that's not about the here and now? That's not about the the supercars and all that kind of stuff. And I was thinking. What track would you like to go back and race at again? Something that we used to compete on, but we don't anymore. A Lakeside, oh. a QR, a Calder, an Oran Park, if it wasn't a housing suburb, that kind of stuff. <laughs> what was your favourite old track that we used to run on? Well, I don't know. That's a, that's a, I probably need a bit of think music, um, which wouldn't be m <laughs> I, 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 the first racetrack I ever drove around was Hume Weir and you know obviously my dad was president of the club for, for 18 years and you know when, when I was a kid we used to go out there and cut the lock off the gate and roll around with a polymer mate so um, you know I always <laughs> always pitching myself racing around there but you know the, you've named a whole pile of really you know very fond memories for me Oran Park, Amaru Park, Lakeside um, you know, all, all those all those places um, seem like a great loss to the sport for, for lots of reasons. And I was fortunate enough to be able to compete on them with cars that were suited to the circuit. And um, so, um, if I had to pick one, oh, I don't know. I don't know. I'd I'd probably go for Amaru Park, if I'm honest. I'd um, you know had a lot of success there, liked the track, and um, I loved the the way that the crowd looked down. On the on the venue, I thought I always thought that was pretty cool, and and have have uh, lots of fond and some odd odd memories of that. I can remember it was the first place I ever drove a car with um, qualifying tyres. It was a Mitsubishi Starion, would have been about 1986 <laughs> or 87, and um, uh, they were cross plies. We're not radials. We ran and we raced on radials and qualified on cross plies. If you can believe that. And so coming onto the, the main straight, it was a bit of a lift and, and on race tyres and then around you went. So I thought that um, I'd just have the briefest of lifts coming onto the, the pit straight from my flying lap and it picked itself up onto two wheels really high, like I mean really high, <laughs> and was two-wheeling into the <laughs> two-wheeling two, two into the fence and, uh, um, you know, I had to turn into the fence to get the thing to go down, wreck the car, and obviously didn't do a qualifying lap. So, so didn't always have great memories there, but um, <laughs> but it was a pretty cool joint. Hey, what about? I wanted to ask you, and I actually Matt jogged my memory by asking this question. I've always wanted to ask that time at Lakeside and the two-liter touring cars and the uh, Oryx Audis, oh, yeah. and you and Greg Murphy, and I think it was Jeff Brabham or, or Morris that went three wide no. through the kink. Firstly, A, were you really worried about going three wide with Paul Morris involved? And B, <laughs> would you ever, ever let Greg Murphy do that to you ever again? <laughs> well, 
uh, I was pretty safe because I was on the inside. So um, he, uh, I, if I remember correctly, I think Murph, Murph, um, I think he, he did he slipstream me and then go three wide. Yep. And I thought, yes, and he went uh, to the right. So he was to your right. I think you were in the, were you in the yeah. middle. No, he was on the inside. I was in the middle, and we were all overlapping mirrors and barely touching That's each right. other. Yeah. And, uh, um, yeah. So but was, you passed Morris. Crazy. You passed Morris, but then Greg passed both of you. So you ended up yeah. being still P2. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, crazy stuff. Um, but I was in the middle, so I always felt pretty safe. <laughs> the problem is that you because had one of your own team cars off... <laughs> on your right. <laughs> oh, yeah, but you don't think about it like that at the time. No. Yeah. <laughs> It's just like I'm in the middle, and if I turn into a ping pong ball, those other two are going to go off before I. Do. <laughs> exactly, you'll just shoot through the middle, Stevie J. You would yeah. never have hit one of your teammates, would never, you? Ever, never, ever. They ever. reverse into me. Yeah. No, actually, I reverse into them. Apparently, we yes. touched didn't, on didn't this on JC the show. Say that. JC, yeah, JC said you reversed into him in Sydney. Yeah, he did. No, yeah. not in Sydney. Townsville. 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 I don't know how that keeps getting brought up, but anyway, you can obviously <laughs> tell it's a bit of a sore point. But <laughs> if you haven't, sure if you haven't seen the 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 footage of that, what we're talking about with the two leaders jump on youtube and have a look at lakeside because daryl eastlake i think is doing the commentary there and it is some of the best commentary you will have he's about to lose a valve he was just (laughs) off the the limiter yeah amazing little cars we were talking about the other day when we talked about qualifying lap at bathurst i can remember my qualifying lap at bathurst i did it once one lap um was flat from the cutting to to the s's so just continually changing up gears I can remember thinking to myself at one point, I'm nearly going to have to pull my left foot over and stand on top of the other one. And it was right teetering on the edge. You know, it was just, but you could just do it once on the on the first lick of a soft tyre. So great little cars to drive. Unbelievably I've, well I've balanced. Been flat, I've been flat from the cutting right through to Skyline. It was in a Toyota 86 though, so it's a little bit different. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so doing it in those little things is very impressive. So what, this is going to sound like it was a planned plug, but if you do want to check out some classic Australian motorsport from the Super Touring years, you can head to the V8 Sleuth uh, bookshop and they're all there on Avalon DVD. <laughs> Aaron Noonan owes us so much. Unbelievable. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll split the invoice, uh, Brad. We'll, we'll send it yeah. your way. Yeah, that sounds fair. <laughs> but, um, hey, Brad, we really appreciate you jumping on board the driver's seat. It's always uh, it's great to see someone new up the front. And you guys have been, as Neil Crompton said in the commentary package that we just played, it's always nice seeing... Uh, the, the big two dogs up top get a couple of little punches uh, from uh, the other teams below. So it's always good to see. And best of luck at Bathurst. Like Steve said, you've got a killer lineup. So hopefully we'll see you guys up the front a bit more. Thanks, guys. That's, that's fantastic. Yeah, look, Bathurst is obviously always my target. And, uh, you know, I, I feel like we're going up there. Mind you, I, we had three cars qualifying in the top 10 one year. And then I got all the drivers together in the morning and said, OK, it's really simple. Just don't go a lap down until we get to lap 100, and then we'll bring you home. And then every car was a lap down by the time we got to lap 102 and more other race. So, you know, know. anything can happen. Uh, I don't give pep talks anymore. I just go, good luck. <laughs> yeah, don't crash. See you, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even say that. It's just good luck. It is good luck. Awesome stuff, Brad. Good luck. Good luck. Uh, next one. Uh, good luck at Brathiston. Uh, we'll chat soon, hopefully. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Brad Jones there joining us on the drive. So tell you what, you want to talk about his commitment to uh, to his team. Not only does he have the four cars, but he's got Super 2 and Super 3. Tremendous stuff by Bradley. All right, look, he, crazy. He, he must be the only team that runs four cars now because I think Tickford only runs three, don't they? 
So he's probably the only four car team. I mean, obviously the Kellys used to. They don't anymore. They're only two. Yeah. Um, and so even from the even from the expansion into the other categories, I reckon it was only them and probably Matt Stone Racing that were doing main games Super Two and Super Three. Obviously, mm. Matt's not doing Super Two this year. I know they're doing Super they're Three. They're doing with Super Jason Three. Yeah. All. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, look, he's he's Brad's a guy who has taken has gone from driving but he's always used motorsport as a business and so to have main game super two super three as his business um it allows him one to generate revenue into the business but also have a, he can go to a, a, a young driver and genuinely say we've got a pathway we can go super two we can go super, super three, three see how you go and if you want to graduate to super two we can do that then we might be able to go to a co-driver type scenario and then if you're really good we might fire you into the main main game so mm -hmm. madeline stewart mm. uh a young female driver is with his super three team just did some porsche driver against her in, in at uh, taylor ben the other week she's really she's really quite good and doing she some, might be um, on that pathway i think she's also doing some nzv8s as well she is doing some nzv8 oh, sick suck fully suck, suck bro. bro but uh yeah, yeah. it does go it's <laughs> you know it is we, we like we had gary uh, we had gary roger i know we got to get to a break but uh you know when you see that generation still do so much for up and coming. It's really uh, a, a very positive sign for the sport, isn't it? Well, yeah. look at his team: Hazelwood, Smith, Macaulay, and Perkett. And Perkett, the old bloke, the wily veteran oh, at, 30, at thirty years of age. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So Brad should be Brad should be congratulated in the same way GRM. GRM, yeah, because he does gen bring genuine talent through. KG veteran Nick Perk out there, but <laughs> <laughs> that was our feature interview thanks to Ryko Filters. Ask a mechanic for Ryko Filters, the professional's choice. You're listening to the driver's seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. Together, we're building Australia. One off the text. Uh, Hi, driver's seat legends. Please ask Brad what his favourite sponsor brand on Nick's car for Bathurst is. Thanks. <laughs> I reckon I know who that Wonder is. Who is that, that did that did, was that sent by one Malcolm Owens? Possibly, possibly. Yeah, right mm. Good on you, Mal. Hey, we miss Mal. We haven't said we haven't had Mal on for a while. We haven't. Well, no, but it'll be Kubota on the car at, uh, or at least on part of the car. Yes, on Macaulay's car and Nick Perkett's car at Bratwurst. We look forward to seeing that. We'll take a quick break. We'll get to some of your texts and we'll get straight into uh, what happened at Tail and Band. You're listening to The Driver's Seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. Together, we're building Australia. It's The Driver's Seat for Kubota. Together, we are building Australia. Welcome back to The Driver's Seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. Together, we're building Australia. If you want to jump on board the temper text line, very easy to do so, 0433 98 11 16. But just a quick reminder too, you can rev up your smartphone with the Driver's Seat app. It features podcasts, interviews and news. It's a must for all motorsport fans. And something that was very big news, at across the weekend, uh, Scotty Mack finally sealed a three-peat. He is the 2018, 2019 and 2020 Supercars champion, well, champion-elect. But yes. uh, a great effort there from Scotty Mack. I think that's important to say, champion elect. And I mean, I, he's he, there's a three hundred and he's got a three hundred and five point lead in the championship, and there's three hundred points available when we go to Bathurst. But you know, if something really happens and he gets some mega points type penalty, that could well he could do something and and get a fifteen championship point hundred percent. So before the race, he's elect. It hasn't happened just yet, yep. but he uh, he is elect. And I'm and I'm sure as we go deeper into it, Steve, he'll uh, he won't do anything to to change that, and he will be a three time champion. But I mean, he is. Uh, and I was listening to your dad on SEN earlier. Um, he is once in a generation, isn't he? 
Yeah. I mean, he, we, you and I had Craig Lowndes, um, let's say, in that in those early days. Um, you know, Marcus Ambrose came along maybe, but you know, but Scotty just seems to be more dominant than even Marcus Ambrose. Yeah, it's it's incredible, isn't it? I mean, what he's done, and just how he's done it. Like he he is. I guess the modern day Lewis Hamilton in a way, yeah. Because you know whether you love Lewis or you hate Lewis, um, he he always seems to be just on the right side of that one tenth that he needs. Yeah, you know. And Scotty's the same. He just seems to be on that right side of that one tenth, half a tenth, three tenths, whatever he needs. And he, if he needs to get a certain time gain somehow, he manages to find it when. A lot of other people don't. So it's just, it's just, in, it is incredible to watch. And even dad said, like, the, the, the guy's a freak. Yeah. And it doesn't matter if, if he goes to IndyCar next year, if he does NASCAR, if he does sports car, it doesn't, I don't, I don't care. He'll be fast. He'll be fast. Yeah. He'll, he'll be, he'll be at the top of the game. So let me ask you this qu- quick question because it is one of the hot topics at the moment as to whether he is going to race for whatever DJR looks like next year, whether it's DJR Team Penske, whether it's just DJR Standalone or whatever it is. He says right now that he has got a contract with DJR Team Penske for next year to race in supercars. So what would have to happen in your opinion when he goes to the United States in, I don't know, three weeks' time and competes in IndyCar? Would he have to go off every corner, cause a massive accident, write the car off, do all that kind of stuff for Roger to go, mate, it's probably too early or not happening, and then we'll see him back again next year? Or do you believe at this stage he is gone and there'll be another driver next year in his seat? Yeah, I don't. I mean, it's hard. It's really hard to know like the what he's done and... You know, I, firstly, I don't think he's going to do what you just said. He's going to have to do this and crash into that and write this. I don't think it, he's going to do that either, happen, but, but that's what would have to happen for Roger you know, to seat him, wouldn't it? Right, yeah, oh, absolutely. There'd be, have to be something mm. really untoward, whether it be on track or off track. You yeah. know what I mean? Sure. I mean, obviously, behaviour off track's a big key to certain people as well and certain, uh, I guess, companies and, and that sort of thing that you need to, I guess... You know, represent properly. Absolutely. Um, well, and there should be no and, reason that you know, he wouldn't because he's done that here in Australia. Impe- no, absolutely impeccably. Not. You know, we've so. seen it happen a lot. We've seen it happen in we've seen it happen in esports. You know, like with yeah. the the factory Audi driver for the yes. the E series. Hiring <laughs> yeah. E series for for the what do they call that series? That open wheeler electric series. The E series. Is it? No, that's is it? Yeah. A Formula E. A Formula E. Formula E is yeah, what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah. Um, but obviously racing the E-Series, he got <laughs> caught putting in a pro to, to make it, him look better. Um, done. Got canned. You know, that's sort of we see footballers do the wrong thing. We mm-hmm. see we see so many people do the, do the wrong thing when they're in just such a prime position in their life that uh, I don't think that's going to happen to Scott. But, you know, you, you just, you know, you've got to do and think about every little step that you take in be your the whole life. package. Be the whole package. And yeah. even when you're not on camera, because you know what, if you're not on camera and you're out somewhere, someone, you know, these someone things here sitting in my hand, which is called an iPhone, can capture yeah. and has destroyed many careers. Yeah. So um, you've got to, it doesn't matter where or when, uh, unless you're behind closed doors in your own house that nobody can see um, and you can then run wild. Uh, Even even then, NRL players have proved to us that in your own home, you can't really do that. Yeah, 100%. Scotty, do not leave the phone on. No, but, you know, and I don't know. I mean, I would guess, I would imagine that, you know, he's probably a fair chance of staying over there when he goes over. Yeah. 
but he has got a deal here. So, you know, what a great position to be in as a yeah, person. Sensation. What it a doesn't matter position. what he does. Oh. He's got maybe possibly an IndyCar drive. He could probably go and do a NASCAR. If he really said to Roger, mate, I want to, I really love NASCAR. Mm. There would be a spot there. Or at um, least a test no, to I see how I want to stay in Australia and I'll, you know, I want to do another season in supercars. Mm. Um, there, there's a spot here. Oh, he's, he's got the world at his feet. He's gone from being a DJR, a Dick Johnson racing guy, in my estimation now, to a Penske racing guy. Yep. He's, he's a Penske contracted driver now. And wherever Roger tells him to go, as you say, NASCAR, IndyCar, sports car, or stay in Australia and continue to run supercar, Roger's going to have his back and put him wherever he wants to put him. A little bit but, like Helio Castro Neves yeah, was for a long time. Yep. Will got, Power. One, got one off the text here, uh, which it's, it's actually a very good point too. This one's from Jack. He's also the only consistent challenger Win Cup has ever had. Tander, Courtney, Frosty, none of them were ever really able to consistently stay with him year after mm. year. Yeah, like I said, it's Jack, just... what a great point. Yeah. What just, a brilliant point. Because even in the Volvo... He was up with those Absolutely. guys. It's not just a Mustang thing. Yeah. In the Volvo, he was competitive against those guys yep. too. So that's a ripper point. And Jack. that's another thing going back to what Gary Rogers does for young guys, you know. And I don't think I think the Volvo is a, a, a ripping car. I just don't think that their backing and facility, uh, not so much facility, but just what they had at hand uh, for development and stuff on their car was really enough to be able to fight for the championship at every race. Yes. And that's what. You know, he, at certain races, as I alluded to earlier on, certain teams uh, got strong races and weak races, and that's what they had because of the, I guess, what they had, you know, yeah, backing backing them for the for that Volvo side of things. So yeah, I think, you know, he, he's he's an incredible bloke, and you know what? So many people go on about how he's changed, and this. I'm sure, yes, when you're in a certain position and you're representing, you know, Dick Johnson Racing and and Penske and Shell and Repco and Pertec and, and all these companies. Yeah, absolutely. You can still have a bit of fun and muck around, but, you know, you can't do a lot of things, you know, that it's frowned upon to swear and this and that. And, you know, I know that's where you got to be. Short hair, no facial hair. But it's yeah, also, you but know, it's also blonde no hair, brown to, hair, grey hair. I, would, that's I, wouldn't, me. I wouldn't say it's not as different to, like, you know, what everyone has to do that's got any yep. form yep. of corporate sponsorship. I mean, if, Agreed. You, if you say go to the footy or you're in a corporate box, Thanks to I don't know Ampol or whatever, you, you're not going to go there in just a pair of moccasins and no. thongs. Yeah, no, hundred <laughs> percent. And tell me this, Stevie J, because you're much closer. Uh, one of the rules within DJR as a team member, not just a driver, as a team member, no facial hair, got to have your t- shirt tucked in at mm-hmm. all times. Am I right in saying that the shirt in length terms are actually oversized so that when the number one mechanic leans down to undo the wheel nuts or the wheel, you know, whatever, or change the brakes or do whatever. There's no plumber's crack creeping out the top that of the correct. pants. Yeah, that's so correct. They're, those shirt, the shirts are actually made over length for that not to happen, but also so that you literally can't wear it out because it's way too long wow. to wear out. So they have to tuck it in. Wow. It's crazy anyway. How good but, is that? But I did want to just get to a quick point, Nimsy. I know we've got to do do other stuff but mm-hmm. uh um going back to scotty he is he is still scotty he's still a genuine bloke like the dude has already said that if if myself and the johnson family and jet and brie we want to do a 24 hour of lemons race in some <laughs> ford laser he's in you know what i mean so hey, like he is still the same scotty he's just obviously got a lot more trophies how come i didn't get that offer from you 
Well, it's only a laser, Me or mate. Scott McLaughlin. It's only got mate, 90 geez. horsepower. So, oh, <laughs> <laughs> why are you going to run it? It'd be like the Flintstone. That's what I mean. It's not, gonna, it's not going to cope with both of us, mate. Seriously. So, two quick points before we get to a break. First off, uh, Scott McLaughlin's also one of the first V8 Supercars champions I can think of that's had an AFL footy team come out and congratulate him because he's a very big Western Bulldogs supporter. <laughs> and they actually came out and congratulated him on some, on Sunday night, which I thought was really cool. That's pretty good. But uh, let's have a look just before we go to an ad break. This is the Drivers' Championship in 2016 that um, Shane Van Gisbergen won. Now, I'll start from 10 and work my way up. At 10, you've got Michael Caruso in the Nissan. Garth Tander at 9 from HRT. Tim Slade, 8 for Brad Jones Racing. Chaz Mostert. For FPR, it's seven. Frosty, when he was champion, sixth. Will Davison, fifth. For Techno and a Commodore. Craig Lowndes, four. Scott McLaughlin, three in the Volvo for GRM. Jamie Winkup, two. SVG, one. Not bad, is it? Yeah. Good company. Although, having said that, four short years down the track, five out of those ten drivers are now co-drivers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to that. Wow. 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 We'll get to that. Plan for the future, boys. Buy a pub or something. Get a business. <laughs> no, don't buy a pub. <laughs> don't buy a pub. Well, we've got plenty more to you get through. You should have bought a pub. The Johnson's Pub. God, that would have gone damn well. Oh, In yeah. Queensland, Dick Johnson's Pub. Oh. Mate, there, you wouldn't be able to buy bourbon there. You'd be beating them off the doors. How <laughs> to drink it all. <laughs> well, we've got to take a quick break. We'll be back with the power rankings here on the driver's seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. Together, we're building Australia. This is the driver's seat for Kubota. Together, we are building Australia. You're listening to the driver's seat. We do it thanks to Kubota for over 40 years. We are making it tomorrow matter. And together, we're building Australia. If you want to be part of the show, very easy to do so. 0433 98 11 16 is the temper text line. We'll get to some of your texts in just a moment. But first, we got to do this. This is the driver's seat power rankings. Now, if you're familiar with the Brownlow medal in the AFL or the Dally M in the NRL, very, very simple. However, if you're not, the power rankings are basically a 3-2-1 vote handed out by Matt and Steve. Uh, Matty, we'll start off with you. You're 3-2-1 from uh, the Bend at 2.0. Uh, all right, I will start with... you got to get in front of your microphone, yeah, I was just Matthew. off mic, just doing a little bit of work there. Um, all right, I'm going to start with number one, one point. I'm going to give to Nick Perkett, mm-hmm. local boy to Adelaide. He was really consistent all weekend. If you look at his results uh, in the first race of the weekend, he was sixth in the second race. He was sixth six, in the third race. Yeah. He was fourth. So I thought that was good, consistent racing yeah, there. Yeah, no, you've basically just taken my spiel. But anyway, keep <laughs> going. It's because I went first, mate. Mm. Um, two points I'm going to give to Cam Waters. <clears throat> Cam Waters, I thought, was – he certainly had his outright win uh, in the final race of the weekend. So that was great to see. That's been coming for a while. Yeah. He had had that, that sand down round with our old mate from New Zealand. Uh, he won that a couple of years ago, but uh, hasn't had a standalone race win. So that was good for Cam. So I'm going to give him two. And for three, I'm going to give Scotty Mack three. Champion elect. And was good and consistent. Again, didn't do anything silly. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to give an honourable mention to Anton, uh, to um, Jack LeBrock because he, he genuinely had good pace he in did. the first race and raced really well against SVG. So an honourable mention. No chocolates or flowers for JLB, <laughs> but I'm going to give him... Uh, so number one, And he Nick didn't Perkett. go to the outside. And he didn't go to the outside. So, uh, yeah, one point Nick Perkett, two for Cam Waters, and three for Scotty Mack. 
What about you, Stevie? Okay, well, I'm going to give one point to Cam Waters for that win. And, you know, as we've said, he's been teetering on the edge there. But I just, yeah. and the reason I gave him one is because I don't think he hasn't been, he's been consistent, but he's been, he's had a few odd races where he's just, for whatever reason, way Fell back further than yeah. where he should be. So, um, so I think that's the reason why I'm giving him one. Two points to Nick Perkett. Uh, the reason for Nick is because, yeah, so he uh, he's had a, a really good weekend, a sixth, a sixth, and a fourth, and uh, that's the spill that Matty just gave, so I'm giving that two, <laughs> and that's what I was going to say, but he took the words out of my mouth. Uh, and it was also good chatting to Brad and, and getting a bit of an insight earlier on of, you know, exactly, you know, you know, he, well, he's the man in the in the team yeah, in regard. He's yeah, the he one is. that is he's expected to bring the results, and he he is. Yes, um, and but I don't think it's just him. I think you know, I'm 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 giving him that because I'm loving what BJR are doing at the moment. I mean, I didn't actually mention that to Brad because I feel like a fanboy. But I was like one of the first people to message him, you know, yeah. after the poll and everything, and and he messaged me straight back. Actually, I think he messaged me almost as he was about to go on. Uh, on camera with Larco. It was actually quite <laughs> funny. I messaged him back and he didn't get back to me until after the interview. So I was hoping to see him uh, pick up his phone through the interview. <laughs> anyway, um, and then three points, Scotty Mack. I mean, you can't not. I mean, the no. dude probably could have won the last race, if I'm fair. If there was everything on the line, I can guarantee you probably would have come out of turn three in the lead. Yeah. Um, but um, I just think that, you know, what he did and just his qualifying, like his qualifying is just unbelievable. You know, as I said, he's on the right side of that 10th most of the time, more often than not. Um, he did what he needed to do, you know. Um, the balls seemed to trip over themselves a little bit and make too many mistakes. Yeah, again. Again, and it just it's, happens I, regularly. It does happen when the pressure's on, doesn't it? And I'm, I'm, yeah, it does. You know, and it takes you a few years to notice this. Remember, uh, was it um, last year when... When it was uh, him, him and Shane. No, it wasn't last year. It must have been 2018 when he was fighting with Shane for the championship, and they made that blunder in the pit stop with Shane's wheels spinning. And uh, yes, at uh, Pukekohe. Uh, sorry, Pukekohe. And then they had another blunder at um, Newcastle in their mm. pit stop. So, um, yeah, so it's happened a few times. And I'm thinking, I mean, those guys. I don't really. You wouldn't expect that to happen, but it's happening. So the pressure's on, and I think they're just trying to work outside their comfort zone to make up a bit of a deficit to the Shelby Bell Racing team at the moment, you know. And I'm not saying that as a biased person at all. I'm just literally saying it because even Jamie Winkup said it, you know, the best team driver uh, won in the hard circumstances of mm. 2020 at the moment, and they've done a fabulous job, and they deserve uh, deserve the championship. I know we're, late. we're going to a break, Nimsy, but do you know who I reckon's having a quiet achiever season? Anton Di Pasquale. He's leading his teammate. Yep. You know, Dave Reynolds, who's a usual front runner. DR is 11th in the championship. Anton, 8th. Yep. Yeah. So good on you, Anton. We will uh, touch on that a little bit later on in the podium. But uh, the power rankings now, after those votes, it is Lee Holdworth on one vote. Two votes go to Andre Heimgartner and Jack LeBrock, along with Bryce Forward. Three votes, Chaz Mostert and Anton Di Pasquale. Six votes, Will Davison and Cam Waters, the Bathurst monster duo. Uh, seven votes, Scotty Pyatt and Todd Hazelwood. Nine votes for Jamie Winkup and Shane Van Gisbergen. 13 votes for Nick Perkat. 11 votes for Fabian Coulthard. And 27 votes for Scott McLaughlin. An unassailable lead <laughs> heading into So that, that puts Nick up in P2, doesn't it? It does. 
At 13, yep. I yep. reckon that's deserved. Yeah. Absolutely. This year, I reckon Punching well, well above yep. their weight. 100%. So we'll uh, hopefully get that uh, Bataki ham to Scott McLaughlin before he uh, <laughs> And some Allen's footy cards. Was it Allen's footy cards you used to be able to get? Or you wouldn't re- you were a Queensland and you were too young, Nimsy. Yeah, that's a used bit. You get be- like a pack of footy cards, a Bataki ham. Bit some Cadbury Roses chocolates. Bit before my vintage, but uh, yeah. I'm sure he'll appreciate that. But Don's small goods. <laughs> that was the power <laughs> rankings. We do it thanks to Kubota. This is the driver's seat. We'll be back with more right after this. This is the driver's seat for Kubota. Together, we are building Australia. Great to have your company here on the driver's seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making Tomorrow Matter and together we're building Australia. The best part about having, uh, obviously, the live Wednesday night show is that we do get your texts. 0433 98 11 16 on the temper text line if you want to get in touch. A couple here that I want to quickly address, guys. Uh, First off, this one is from Stephen. All the experts have their say on what could have, should have been. These two drivers, I'm assuming they meant, yes, Scotty and uh, Jamie. These two drivers have shown enormous respect to each other. Shame fans can't. Oh, yeah, good luck. If you, uh, <laughs> especially if you're a, um, a regular viewer of the social media that goes on, feed income, it, it is a dead set joke with what our fans, and I say that in inverted commas, uh, the opinions that they have. Uh, and you're 100% right. Yeah. Two champions. A champion is a champion is a champion, whether they're in football, NRL, you know, NFL, NRL, NRL whatever, yeah. Whatever. They always congratulate the other person and recognize when another person's done a better job. And, and Jamie did that beautifully, you know? So uh, I totally agree. Yeah. Those two are champions and they will always be respectful towards each other. Now, I think uh, Stephen must've seen what was our next text going to be, because obviously this one doesn't have a name attached to it. So remember, please pop your names on. If you would like to uh, me to obviously read, otherwise I'm not going to read your number. Um, I'll read your text, but I won't read your number out. Uh, how about hanging around a few more years and becoming the greatest yourself, says uh, this bloke. I'm assuming that's in in regards to Scotty's aspirations to race overseas. Well, I thought about that, but Could I'm do. quite a humble bloke. <laughs> <laughs> so, in this studio, you are by far the biggest legend. But you know, there was a serious point to that because yeah. he could easily, he could easily hang around and become potentially the first eight-time Supercars champion if he wanted to. He's three already. He's only 30 30 years of age, I think. Yep. 30? Another three or four years. The guy's in his mid-30s, and he's a potential seven to eight-time greatest of all time. Absolutely. But here's here's a caveat to that, Stevie J. He could go over and do IndyCar for another three or four years, come back here, and still do supercars supercars. at mid-30s and still be a... Five, six, yeah. seven-time champion. Mm. Yeah. Could you know, do. It's definitely doable because totally. a guy with what he's done and his talent, um, you know, you know, and and a lot of people know that. Yes, you got to have talent, but you've got to be in the right position to showcase your talent too. Yep. Um, and not every team's going to be up to the task of winning yep. those sort of races and making those sort of. Um, break those sort of records. Yep. You know what I mean? Whether it be pole records, win records, championship records. But he's a guy that could do that because of what he's done. He's almost got pretty much any main team that would have him. You know, oh, and like a so. Page. So he's not. He's not a guy. Yeah, exactly. You know, if there's something happened in in there with Jamie and. Uh, and Jamie retires, and if Scotty was available, mate, they would be one hundred percent after him. But even if. 
even if Scotty became available, like if he just said, look, I've done three championships with DJ, I want to change, they would retire Jamie. I reckon they'd retire Jamie to put Scott in that seat. Mm. I would, wouldn't you? I mean, we know Roland Dane's all about future-proofing the team. And so is Jamie because... He asked asked Lounsey to step back. But also Jamie is part of that team. So you would have to then put your business cap on to go, Mm -hmm. what's the best for this business? I I, I reckon he'd do it. But having said that, the dude's still, I mean, he's still... Well, he's second in the championship. Yeah, so no, he's like, still he's still bunches. He's, yeah, he's still it's going not right. like he's you know P eleven. He's not or an old twelve. He's, yeah, he's or not whatever. a shit ape down the back. He's, <laughs> he's still punching pretty good. Yeah. Uh, one last text before we get to a, a break. This one isn't a question, but it is nice to sort of see uh, a little bit of um, common sense in the world of uh, the fans in motorsport. I know. Oh, God, That's why God. I thought I've got to highlight this one. This Mimsy, one. I'm looking forward to this. This one's from Robert. I think Bathurst this year will be the best and fastest ever. Knowing Scott has won the championship. Won't just mean he can, f- well, just means he can focus on the mountain, but all the other teams can too. And he's right there, uh, Robert. A very astute um, observation. I think you're absolutely right. All the pressure's gone, uh, particularly off Slady too, because he yeah. doesn't have to oh, race yeah. for a championship. <laughs> so if you if you haven't got a fiver on McLaughlin and Slady to win this race, you're mad. Um, you're a hundred percent right. It's it's balls out. Go for yeah. it. And and I think you, could be you the saw, slowest because there could be so many shunts. And I think you saw the intensity <laughs> of the racing and and the intensity of Scotty to be able to try to get that gap before the end of the weekend. He did that, yep. and it was actually funny because I was out for dinner with mum and dad last night, and dad goes, "Hey, just quietly." I reckon Slade's not shitting bricks anymore. I reckon he's actually, I reckon he's actually, uh, he's going to enjoy Bathurst. And I'm like, you're probably right, Dad. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah, going into Taylor he's probably looking at the, oh, Jesus. Just could be a dad by then too, yeah. won't he, Slade? He will be. He's She's lovely due now. So he's due right now. Due now. So he'll be, the be the most relaxed man on the mountain. Oh, yeah. Good luck. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, keep your texts coming through. 0433 98 11 16. You're listening to The Driver's Seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. Together, we're building Australia. This is The Driver's Seat for Kubota. Building Australia. Welcome back to The Driver's Seat. Big hour number two. We do it thanks to Kubota for over 40 years. We've been making Tomorrow Matter and together we're building Australia. Right now, it's time for our Bendix Breaks Big Moment. Now on the driver's seat, another Bendix Breaks Big Moment. Bendix, Australian technology for all-weather confident braking. Yeah, if you want cleaner wheels fit Bendix Breaks, let's get to the big moment. 3.41 kilometres is all that separates Cam Waters from victory and 100 points at Taylor Bend West. We've asked him, what's it going to take to get that next little step done? And the box tick, boy, seeing it now. He moved up a spot in the championship at the last round. And this time, Cam Waters supreme in the final race of Taylor Bend and delivers on the recent promise. Now, we've often joked that he's the cagey veteran of Tiff, uh, off Tickford Racing at the moment, but uh, <laughs> finally got his uh, second career win, his first solo win in supercars. But uh, he's actually been the lead Tickford driver. I mean, you look at some mm-hmm. of the stats there, and if it wasn't for one S. McLaughlin, we might be seeing a different sort of uh, tussle with Jamie Winkup at the top. Oh, mate, I wholeheartedly agree. He's third in the championship right now. He's the only Tickford car that's really consistently taking it to any of the front runners. And again, he's got this sort of personality where he's a relatively sort of subdued, quiet kind of bloke. But the last couple of years, Stevie J, he's just been building, just been building quietly. He's had Chaz in his team that takes a lot of the PR and media fire. I thought you were going to say it takes a lot of people out. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that, I'm like, no, don't, Matty, don't. No. So I thought it was, I, I think he's building, 
beautifully. And and again, not to harp on it, but if we look down the track and and uh, Scotty Mack is overseas, you're right. In 2021, we could see a, a seriously different view at the top there as to who's battling what. He's positioning himself beautifully. And I also, boys, missed. I didn't realize how much I missed a winning car doing a big old dirty burnout <laughs> yeah. everywhere. That was good to see yeah. donuts again. But I think you're like, I don't want to harp on this too much, but with the, the I guess, the contact and the indiscretions that he and Chaz had last year together in the same team, that's got a. It's got to, I guess, put you off your game a little bit. Like there, there's got to have been a bit of tension within that team. Absolutely. Um, which is is really some people thrive on it and some people don't. And I think now this year, I think the team is a lot more harmonious inside. I think, you know, Cam doesn't want to, you know, I wouldn't say not take team orders, but you got Cam and Chaz. Um, it, it doesn't matter. It's almost like having Lewis and Max in the same team. Yep. And then someone telling Max, no, you can't pass Lewis. Or Lewis, you can't pass Max in the same team. They're like, yeah, crap. Imagine I'm having Lewis a crack. Hat. You know what I mean? So it, that's the, sort of what it felt like to me. And I think now, um, obviously with JLB, JC, um, and uh, who else? Lee. Lee. Um, in there. And actually, that is a four-car team. So speaking about those four-car teams, that is they are still yep. a four-car team. Yep. Um, I think that it's much more harmonious. Um, and I think JC is a bit, bit of a different fellow too now, I he, think, within that team. He's a much I've, more team player. I've never seen him smile so much. Like he, Well, first off, he's a bloke that knows he's got... He's trying to outdo Jack LeBrock. He's That's got... what he's trying to do. Jack smiles a lot. <laughs> but, like, you seriously watch the coverage. Every time they talk to JC, he knows that, like, you know what? I was very lucky to get this seat. Absolutely. So yeah. I'm going to make them. He is a Cheshire cat right now. And it's a good seat. It's not just a seat. No. It is it's a, a good last yeah, seat. Yeah, it's a good buggy. And I've never seen in his career, JC, thank a sponsor so much in every interview. Oh, you know, the Boost Mobile <laughs> Thank you, Peter. Thank the, you, Peter. The, the, thank the you, Boost Peter. Mostar Mustang was going beautiful. Thank you, um, oh, hey, just quietly, how good was it when uh, JC and Fabian were side by side and JC went off through the fast turn five and literally kept his boot hard up and, and pulled another <laughs> gear? Crompton, I thought, just about had a baby. His water broke when he was trying to commentate that. It was unbelievable. <laughs> It was good, wasn't it? Yeah, he's good. Cool. He's a renewed driver. JC's he's a renewed driver, and and, uh, and and yes, he can he can. Have, I mean, you've experienced it firsthand. He doesn't mind a little bit of intra-team niggle. Mm. You know, he'll get on. He'll get behind but the I don't scenes. Th- but I don't think he'll him. do that there. Well, because, I don't think he is because of the situation that yes. he knows he's lucky to be, and he doesn't want to rock the boat there. And he's consistently getting whooped by Cam. Yeah, I think Cam's doing a great job. And again, come Bathurst. You look at Will Davison and he. So the two standouts oh, for me are yeah. Scotty Mack and Slady. And Will Davison and, oh, uh, Will and, Davo and Cam. Cam that's a cracking um, that's a, team. Another five up. Put another fiver of your hard I earned on that. I can't do that. Apparently, I can't do as, that. Why not? As you no, often it's, say. It's illegal, mate. I can't as do you that. Often too say, close to a team. As you oh, often say, Matty, um, you, you always refer to the co-drivers, at least you did last year, uh, that uh, this is them basically putting themselves in the shop window. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, this is always uh, um, a job interview. And, you know, for the, especially for these guys like, I mean, would, would you talk, Stevie J, about Tander coming back? Would Tander be, is he gone? He's now co-driver yeah, land. Yeah, I think he's co-driver Caruso, land Caruso, co-driver land. Yep, yep. Um, but Will Davison, no, I think not Will's yet, probably... still got a bit to go. Yep. And I still think very... In, in very serious, either it's either done or is still in very serious discussions with. Let me let me put it this way: he'll be wanting 
Scotty McLaughlin to do really well at IndyCar so that that seat's empty next year. Yeah, yeah. But I think there's some other seats that uh, are available for him moving into next year as well. So, you know, I don't think that uh, we're going to see Will Davison on the sideline for much longer. Yeah, watch this space there. But uh, that was our Bendix Brakes big moment. If you want cleaner wheels, fit Bendix Brakes. You're listening to the driver's seat. We do it thanks to Kubota Building Australia. Race Rewind coming up, and we'll get to some of your texts as well. Uh, you're listening to the driver's seat. Or Kubota, for over 40 years we've been making tomorrow matter and together we're building Australia. This is the driver's seat for Kubota. Together we are building Australia. Welcome back to the driver's seat. 0433 98 11 16 is the number if you'd like to get in touch. Uh, we love, I love seeing our regulars here. Les from Kilmore here. Just love the show, guys. Um, Good to, good to have you on board, Les. Good and on you, Les. You're our legend. Old, our old mate Tom from Toowoomba's also chimed in as oh, well. Hey. Uh, hey, guys. Just a reminder, <laughs> we've still got the team's championship up for grabs. Triple Eight will do whatever they can to get that oh, garage back. Yes. Mate, 100 points. It's almost difference. worth more to Roland than the actual driver's championship. I would be to him. So... That is what especially, they, especially now when that's mm, gone. Yeah. But uh, I don't know, Tommy. 100-point difference between DJR and the Bulls. Yeah. Can you get 100 points in a, in a race? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Oh. It, they're both car, like, if, and I haven't done the math on it, but if, like, Red Bull come 1-2 at Bathurst in the race, like, Scotty and Fabs are going to have to come both in the top, well, if, if they're both in the top 10, but the backs are the top 10, they'll lose, for sure. Yeah, right. So it's like, it's it's, it's, it's still very easy. It's, it's which, of course, gives you, it, yeah. it gives you the number one position in the pit lane, right. which enables you to look down and see what everyone's doing, as we saw mm. Ben Croak doing uh, during an interview with Larko. <laughs> and he quite DJ politely said, yeah. basically, get the hell out of the way, <laughs> yeah, mate. Just trying to look what everyone's doing. <laughs> who's pitting? <laughs> I'm trying to see who's pitting. So in in, in, in all serious, Tommy from Toowoomba, uh, yeah, it's a, it is a big thing. Hey? It's on. Mm. Yeah, it is on. It's gonna. This, this Bathurst is going to oh, be mega. On. It's on like Donkey Kong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hopefully the borders will be open so we can get down there. Yeah, it'd be oh. nice, wouldn't it? Fingers yeah. crossed, but uh, we'll see what happens. All right, it's time to get to our Race Rewind. This is the Driver's Seat Race Rewind. So for this week's Race Rewind, we've been looking at some past Bathursts, and I thought we'd take it back to the 1997 AMP Bathurst 1000, because just for something different, let's go to the highlights reel. A great race for 97. Is away and Paul Morris takes the lead from Jason Plato. But there's 161 laps to go as they come down to and round Hell Corner. Starting the climb up Mount Panorama. It's terrific stuff on the first of 161 laps and coming up in the background. You can see Peter Brock is in fourth position in the red and white of Vauxhall Vectra. Yes, that's right. The 1997 <laughs> AMP Bathurst 1000 was the first Bathurst race held after the split between race organisers, the Australian Racing Drivers Club, and V8 Supercars, which led to two Bathurst 1000s in that year at Mount Panorama. Yes. Only one had the dulcet tones of Murray Walker mm. commentating it, though. The two-leader. The two-leader. He leader. needed his voice to make it sound interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Look, they were grouse race cars. Let's, oh, they were cool. They were but mega let's be race fair. cars. But we're Bathurst Australia. Were V8. We're a bogan yeah. country. We love our <laughs> V8s, mate. We're like, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And uh, it doesn't matter if it was on the proper Bathurst weekend. It was still not the Bathurst. The the, the proper Bathurst was two weeks later. Yeah, but and but, but you know, globally, that whole situation a little bit like. 
TCR harks back to it, you know, two mm. litre little touring cars and that sort of stuff, global category. And, and that's where, that's what the two litre touring cars were at that stage. They were a global mm-hmm. type category and it was all going to take over the world. A little bit like we heard what TCR was going to do. Hasn't made a mark here in Australia just yet, but it's only in its really only done one year. Yep. Um, Nations but Cup. But it was weird. It was, was take it, over. Yeah, Nation <laughs> Cups was going to, GT was going to take it over. And now apparently Trans Am and TA2 is going to take over supercars. Mm. Never going to happen. But, um, yeah, I, it was a weird year. It was a weird year. We're having two Bathurst 1000. You almost felt guilty watching the two-litre one. But good names. As he said there in the opener, I mean, you know, the Brabham boys who eventually went on to win it. But, uh, you know, Brad Jones, Cam McConville, Brocky, Jimmy Richards, Rickard Rydell. Remember the Volvo? Yep. The Volvo was hot. The Volvo was pretty cool. The 850 sort of boxy a, looking thing. It's an oxymoron, that. Yeah, no. The Volvo was, was cool. cool. So this is why I, I thought this was a fascinating Bathurst to bring up. because uh, So Paul Morris and Craig Baird initially had been declared the winners. They were up on the podium as well. They were presented with a trophy, et cetera, mm-hmm. et cetera. They were mm-hmm. later disqualified because Bairdo had breached the race regulations, which limited any one driver to a maximum of three hours of continuous driving. The final pit stop, he should have got out of the car and the dude yep. should have got in. But yep. obviously that didn't happen. So two weeks later at the real Bathurst 1000, the 1997 Primus 1000 Classic, Beardo jumps in the car, an EL Falcon with one Stephen Johnson. Correct. <laughs> there you go. We finished fourth. Did you really? Hmm. Was that your first Bathurst? No, no, 94 was my first Bathurst. Right, okay. But you were so, still co-driving at that stage. Yes. Yep. So we were, uh, okay. yeah, exactly. So Fourth. it was obviously DJ and JB in uh, in the lead car in 17, and we were number 18. So, yeah, so I said to Berto, uh, make sure you get out of the car, mate. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we'll be all apples, But brother. could you imagine, like, you're going through this political split with the two leaders and the five leaders and all of that kind of stuff, and you would have sat there as a race promoter and thought, we're going to do this two-leader thing. It's now the official Bathurst 1000, and we'll just have a really good race. Hopefully it's exciting. We'll crown a winner, and we're done. The last thing you would have wanted was a dispute on who won. Mm. That would have just gone. You know what? This looks like a monkey, something a football. And and I don't. Did we ever see again? Did we see another one? Did we see a nineteen ninety eight Bathurst one thousand with the two leaders? There no. was. There was uh, the ninety eight one. Was yeah, the last was. one. That was the last one. So yep. I did it for two years two with the two years. leaders. Yeah. Right. Okay. I don't know. Ninety seven was the year my son was born. So I was probably I don't know bottle feeding my son or doing something. I don't think I watched. I watched five minutes of it. And that was about it. <laughs> Another so, another fun Thanks, one. Mate. That's right. <laughs> another fun one that I, that I did think was interesting. So obviously Paul Morris uh um had that Bathurst one thousand victory uh taken, taken off away. Him. Yep. So twenty fourteen was when he got with Chaz, wasn't it? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yep. Which means he Start waited last. seventeen years for a shot at redemption. <laughs> he did. Commitment, got to love his commitment. Yeah, and in fact, he I think is still the only driver to have got the Bathurst three, the current day three. Pete, the Bathurst, he's won the Bathurst six hour, he's won the Bathurst twelve hour, and he's won the Bathurst one thousand. Mm. So there you go. He won't get a chance to do the Bathurst twenty four hour because that won't be coming back anytime soon. But no. of all the long distance races, Paul Morris has won all three of them. He's the only one yeah. currently. Uh, who's n- been able to do that. Nice work there from the dude. But yep. one thing that I did find really funny was uh, Luffy uh, in a Honda Accord. <laughs> like P10. Yeah, <laughs> Honda Accord. And those those were weapon, those Honda's, mm. Honda Accords. In fact, 
Uh, I remember Neil Crompton, I think, raced the two-litre version or that, that version in the United States in the US series of yep. uh, for a year there. So they were a good thing. The Honda Record was a good thing in a two-litre touring car. Yes, but uh, obviously... Nissan people, Primera. People. Vauxhall, Astra. Everyone yep, decided... Good. Yeah, the, like, because uh, Vauxhall's, that's GM, right? So that's yes, that's correct. how Brocky probably would have gotten that one. Yes, absolutely right. Because if he wasn't going to be running in any other sort of make or in 1997, was he? But fans are funny, aren't they? Because we look at Opal Astra and we look at the Volvo and we look at the Nissan Primera and we look at the Honda Accord and we go, yeah, they were pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. But then you look at a two-litre BMW and you go, oh, yeah, they were sensational. We, we No one minded, or the two-litre Sierra, no one minded all of that. But as soon as you put them into that spec, everyone went just a little bit lukewarm. Yeah, unfortunately, there won't be uh, too many other <laughs> Super Tour of Bathurst 1000 we could look forward to in our race rewind. But uh, look, it was a bit of fun, though, wasn't it? But that was our race rewind. We'll get to some more of your text here on the driver's seat. Don't go anywhere. We've got the podium coming up next. This is the driver's seat for Kubota. Together, we are building Australia. Welcome back to the driver's seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. Together, we're building Australia. Remember, you can listen to us uh, every single Wednesday night around the country on the SEN app and also, of course, on the driver's seat app. But uh, we always love getting texts from new listeners. And this one's actually from an old listener, but uh, don't doesn't have a name attached to it. Just a phone number, so I won't read it out, but it's very nice. Hey, boys, I've never had any interest in motorsport, but I love listening to you guys talk about it. Your passion comes across very strongly. Might even tune to Bathurst this year. Cheers. Oh, oh, there you go, no no. Oh, you legend. Mick from Hillside. Thank you, Mick. Oh, oh good Mick. on you, Mick. You're champion. What a ripper. That's oh, great. Yeah. I love hearing that. Love your work, Mick. And yes, we'd love you to tune in across the Bathurst. Just for FYI, thing. Mick, I'm the better out of the two. <laughs> in a race car. Yeah. <laughs> oh, is there any doubt that any debate in this office? I wasn't talking about race car. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. All right. It is time. Hey, Laurel's got to have a hearty. It is. Batman's got to have a Robin. Uh, what, what does make, that make me, Alfred? <laughs> <laughs> the butler, yeah, absolutely. Maybe we're the three stooges. There's a funny story to that. I was coming through the airport once. Sorry, Nimsy, to digress, but I was coming through the airport. I think it was in Tasmania with your dad and Dr. Ryan. And, of course, everyone was flocking around your dad and all that kind of stuff. And I said to him, mate, I know exactly how you feel. The same thing happens in Radio Land with Stevie J. And he goes, mate, I've come to the conclusion that Dick Johnson is Batman and I'm just his Robin. <laughs> and I'm exactly the same here. You, sir, are the Batman. I am Robin and... And You're yes. Black Alfred. And yes, he... <laughs> <laughs> Sri Lankan Alfred. Does that mean I've got to wear my undies on the outside? Let's get to the podium. <laughs> now on the driver's seat, the podium. All right, we're going to talk about three talking points from the week. Uh, Matt and Steve will dive into. Now this week, let's start off with P1. Alex Davison had to sit out on Sunday because Techno, a two-car team, I'll underline that last bit, a two-car team had to have one car out of action because they didn't have a spare engine for Alex Davison. Yeah, it's it's not surprising to me. Um, obviously, you need to have spare engines. You know, let's just you stuff just have them in the belly of the truck, don't you? Generally, you're meant to, but. Anyway, that's, they didn't, and they couldn't run, and they've got to get that engine rebuilt for Bathurst. So, yeah, it's very poor, really. Um, meant to be professional, you know, the top-tier racing category in the country. 
And I mean, I've got a spare engine for Jets Hyundai for Christ's sake, <laughs> you know. So in your six car transporter, yeah, 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 that's it. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, it's not not very good, but anyway. I tell you what, will I tell you what? Where? But having just before you go, Manny, and yeah. have your little soapbox rant. I'm not going to um, have a rant. Oh, okay. <laughs> Up until now, I think Alex Davison's been doing a cracking job in that car. Yep, agreed. I, and you know what? I know they they do get data and stuff from T8. But like I mean, and I spoke to Alex recently since since um, Tail and Ben, and he said it's not like we can just bolt that set up into our car and it'll work. Just no. it's like people getting Tickford um, help, and it's not it doesn't work. So no. um, he said it's just you can just tell the difference between a team like that and his team that they don't do. I'm I'm, I'm not even going as close as saying the one percenters. They're not they're not getting the five percenters right or the ten percenters right. Mm-hmm. They're getting the majority of it put together right now, but they're not getting the five and ten percenters right, let alone the one percenters, just to do that little, that last little bit. Because he was P13 in the final practice before qualifying, and that was on legitimately on pace. Yeah. So, you know, it's there to be had. They just need to get it right. Yeah, absolutely. And I wasn't going to have a rant. Um, I was just going to say that there is a lot of rumours going around that in Gen 3, there will be a category engine. Not necessarily a Ford, not necessarily a Holden. It'll be a... Like a Toka one that they have in the Like a Toka one. I'm actually hearing it's going to be branded Repco, which will be interesting, like the Mm. old Repco Repco Brabham's. But but in in this situation, that's where it might have worked. They could have just rolled out a category engine and stuck it in the car. So, yeah, it's very disappointing for Alex. And uh, um, as I I concur with Steve, he's been doing a great job. Yeah. Um, also, P2 on the podium. Now, we hate to do this because we absolutely love him as a bloke, but uh, Davey Reynolds has had an absolute horror year. He's out of the top 10 in the championship, didn't have a great run at the Bend 2.0, a 16th, a DNF, and 17th. The only results from an absolute shocker. The best part, though, was I love, uh, I don't know if you saw in the footage when uh, Lounsey was doing the, the in-car interview, but well, they're all on the grid. It's like, okay, you're starting uh, P21. <laughs> and Davey just goes, uh-uh. A24. <laughs> I did say that. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? He signed a 10-year deal, Steve. So uh, as a competitor, as an athlete... Doesn't mean to say he'd be a safe for 10 years. No, no, but, and he'd be very unhappy. Mm. But they're not going to fling him after year one of a 10-year deal. I mean, Anthony Seabold in NRL had a five-year deal and they flicked him after two. So mm. I get that it can happen. Does that mean Davey's there for four? Could be. Good maths. Could be. Thanks, mate. I mean, we'll see. We'll see. He's got Will Brown coming in next year. Um, we think Anton's going to depart the team. We think, if Scuttlebutt and rumour comes true. Um, I've got a feeling Davey will, even I know rate Will highly, I think he'll tower Will up for the first 12 months. Well, you'd at least. expect so, wouldn't you? Any, you would any junior it. burger that Absolutely. comes into the main game gets, get, as Brad Jones said earlier, gets short back and sides and yep. boxed around yep. a little bit. And, yep. and I'm sure that will happen. Mm-hmm. Um and that I think will be good for Dave to get a little bit of confidence back, a little bit of, you know, number one team leader status for another year or two until Will maybe picks up. But mm. we miss Dave because when Dave's going well, Dave's in every interview. You know, Rihanna, Larko, whoever, they're all down the lane sticking a microphone in his face. But uh, to be fair, he was in quite a few hasn't. interviews. While he was in quite a few interviews because he was at the very back. Well, yes, Lounsey, I think, stuck his head in at one mm. stage, as he said, Nimsy. But, uh, yeah, not a good year for D Reynolds. We haven't had him on the show. Have we had him on the show this year? Yeah, we had him yeah. on the show this yeah, year. Yeah, we had him. We have? Yep. Okay. Because we congratulated him about his, uh, his 
bub, and then he's they, impending. Yeah, and then uh, we also had him That's on the right. show uh, during the when he was E series mysteriously subbed out for Will Brown for the E series yeah. when he when he appeared anyway. on camera but, dressed as Mario. <laughs> That's right. He got flicked. But um, look, Davy going to Bathurst. It's a track that he does very well at, and obviously also Former haunts him a little bit too after the following year. But teaming up with Will Brown, I think, might give him a little bit of a shot in the arm, just because. I mean, we saw with with Lukey last year. After that, after he basically totaled the car on Friday, that basically just shook him for the rest of the Pertec Cup. Whereas Will Brown just seems like a guy that. I don't know. His he's, he's, attitude is infectious, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. He reminds me of Bargwana. Remember, he used to stick Bargwana, used to go, oh, how good is this? And all that kind of stuff. He was always happy, mm. unless Murphy put him through the fence at Phillip Island, almost tried to kill him. But um, uh, yeah, Will Brown's always got a great attitude and happy, even when he got taken out in Townsville in the. In the Hyundai's, you know, just walked on back and he's yeah. all happy, no dramas. Um, so I, I think it'll be, I think it'll be good. Will will be a good inclusion in there. Uh, Betty loves him. Barry loves him. They all love him. Um, I think it'll be good for Dave yeah. for him to be there. Well, Pete. because I say, because sorry, mate, the guy we're about to talk about is handing it to him at the moment. Yeah, P three on the podium, Anton Di Pasquale. Now he's out of contract in twenty twenty one. What do you think is going to be happening? Because compared to Dave. He's had a massive run. He's eighth in the championship, 97 points ahead of his teammate, out of contract at the end of the year. Has, he's got Erebus's only win since 2018, the only podium for the team this year. Um, Anton's results at both events of the bend, P8, P5, P4, P5, P2, P11. Strong. So, yeah. Very strong. Um, and I think that's why And he's... when you see him in qualifying in, I think it was like P3 or P4, yeah. And Davey in P20 something, it's not not a good look, is it? No, and I think that's why, boys, he's being, he's part of the rumour and innuendo and scuttlebutt about what might happen at DJR Team Penske. Mm. There's two names that are consistently linked to that seat and you don't get linked to that seat if you're not doing a good job. So, um, as I say, that's why I think Will Brown will be good because I think Dave will have it over Will Brown in the short term and that'll boost his confidence back up again. But he's having a brilliant run. He is having a brilliant run. Paul Morris is schooling him well, um, and it'll be really interesting. He, you know, he's in a car every other weekend, whether it's a an eighty six up at Norwell in Queensland or a or a, a Hyundai Excel car. He's getting lots of miles, uh, and he's driving very well. He's also quite a good farmhand as well, too. <laughs> Can farm an Can artichoke or whatever Kubota. Can yeah. steer a Kubota tractor. Yes, yeah, so if there's uh, any form of uh, harvest season. That uh, comes up and you're looking Gets for a driver. Yeah. I don't know what the rumour mill's like there come harvest time, but I'm sure Anton's <laughs> name is always in the mix. <laughs> but uh, that was the podium. You're listening to the driver's seat. We do it thanks to Kubota, the great people at Kubota. Uh, together, we're building Australia. We'll wrap it all up right after this. Uh, we've got we've got to talk Formula One because that happened. <laughs> Did lots to talk oh, about yeah. there. <laughs> I know we get your pick- soapbox, get your get your get your hamstrings warmed up to get up on that soapbox, boy. Oh, you're not wrong. We'll do that next, right here on the driver's seat. This is the driver's seat for Kubota. Together, we are building Australia. Welcome back to the driver's seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. Together, we're building Australia. A couple of loose ends before we wrap up. Uh, there was, of course, uh, the Formula One in Russia. Wake up, Manny. 
Come on. No, no, that was not me. I was laughing. Because <laughs> yeah, oh, you see, oh, no, I wasn't yawning. I promise I was not I know, yawning. I know. That I it's... was trying not to laugh because there's something on the TV at the moment involving maybe Team 18 <laughs> and a pen might have been thrown at the screen and I was kind of laughing. <laughs> now, I know, I know that we... Uh, I know that we've got a, a rather bad reputation when it comes to the uh, Formula One Hamilton procession sessions, but um, oh, yeah. uh, he was in the news for all the wrong reasons, wasn't he? Yeah. Was. Come on, Matty, get on your no, practice. Get just, on your practice yeah, start, Matty. Seven times champion. <laughs> get on your practice. <laughs> Can I do it at this part of the track and that part of the track? Yeah. I mean, look, Louis, you're a champion. You're a seven times champion. You're the best ever that we've. You're the best we've ever seen still doesn't give you the right to be a flog in the car. You screwed up. You got the penalty. Uh, and then to get out of the car in the media scrum and say, they're trying to stop me. They're trying to stop me. Mate, don't be a flog. That be was pretty poor Rick. form, wasn't it? Don't be that guy. Be Danny Rick. Yeah. Okay, sorry, guys. That's on me. I'll drive faster. I'll drive faster. That's the Aussie yeah. way to go, isn't it? But then you get yeah. Louis, seven, old seven-time, and who, who just has a bleed and a sook about it, and you just go, mate. I don't know. Maybe it's interpreted differently in the UK. Maybe they're going, oh, you know, Paul Lewis, cause, and we're Aussies. So we go, get over yourself, flog. Yeah. No, I think everyone's pretty much got the same thing. And just like, mate, okay, stop carrying. Like, from what I've uh, seen on like the Pork social bonnet, everyone has just sort of been like, pull your head in, mate. I mean, absolutely. It's not like yeah. you're not going to win anytime soon. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I just, you just. It's nuts, isn't it? And like, that's the thing. And I, you know, chatting to a few people about him, you know, even of, of recent times, um, you just cannot fault what he does behind the wheel. No. At all. Like, that's just it. And that's what I admire him for. I really don't admire him for what he does off the track. Um, that's just personal opinion. I don't like what he yeah. does. I don't like what he says. Yep. Um, I don't like how he goes about his political views. Well, not um, only that too. Do you remember? I don't like how he wears curtains. Um, curtains. Yeah, haven't you seen the photo of him wearing curtains? It was you saw it. It was the if go on and Google like the Kimi Raikkonen's Instagram story. Oh, I've seen that. It's uh, you know where it was a photo of James Hunt with no shirt on yeah, and a bag and a bag bird and under a his arm. Bird under his arm, <laughs> saying, you know, from where Formula One world champions were and now, had. and there's a photo of Lewis Hamilton with dead set look like his drapes that he pulled off his <laughs> mansion. Looking like Will wearing, I Am. Looking like Will I Am. I'm like, oh my god. And then, yeah. and then Kimmy's next one was, um, you know, never fear, not all hope is lost. And it was a photo of him on the cans, like late <laughs> at night, joint. probably at a strip club. <laughs> yeah, exactly. With his mate. And it's like, yeah, Kimmy, Too we fun. know. That's why we love you. But, but interestingly, um, Nimsy also, uh, and I'm a big Valtteri fan. I really like Valtteri. I've met him a couple of times at the Grand Prix. Oh, you his only, he's a great guy, right? He's only fan. But I didn't. Well, <laughs> yeah, because and then I didn't like it, the whole for whom it may concern, go and get effed. I didn't like that either. Cause, no. Mate, you didn't have to drive Lewis. No. You kind of got handed that one. And I just and thought he, that he was said, a bit he stupid. He said a similar well. thing to that at Melbourne yeah, this year yeah, or was it last year? This no, year. Not, certainly not this year. No, not this year. Sorry. Didn't happen. Last year was. <laughs> yeah. You're right. Um, they last were there. Year. It was yeah. last year. And yeah. I'm like, do you really need to do that, mate? Let's yeah. let's face it, Valtteri. You can say whatever you like. You're going to get your ass handed to you while you're in that team with him. Absolutely. You're As never, ever, would. ever going to be a Rosberg no. over him, ever. No. no. So, totally I'm sorry, agree. but um, Valtteri, you can just um, be quiet. park it up there mm. and uh, just put the uh, old wheel chock in and... 
<laughs> watch him go past. Be Danny Rick. Don't be Lewis Hamilton. Yeah, exactly. So on the t- on the topic of Danny Rick, I mean, he has been uh, he qualified fifth, didn't it? It wasn't it? qualified fifth, finished fifth, finished yep. fifth. Yep. Yeah. Um, Obviously, the, the the Renault partnership's not exactly going uh, according to plan, is it? And uh, no. at the towards the end of the year, do you reckon it's it's been a look marketing wise? I reckon it's been incredibly successful because at the GP last year, the amount of people in yellow shirts and yeah. the Danny Rick hat, you know, the green and gold one with the mm-hmm. Renault badge on it, was just unbelievable. Mm. In Australia, look, Danny Rick, no matter which team he goes to, is going to be a marketer's dream, mm. always, because he's such a lovely bloke. And that's what we're looking forward to next year with Lando Norris with and, and Lando. Danny Rick. It's going to be sensational. From a car point of view, Nimsy, that car has gotten a hell of a lot better this year. I mean, for Danny to be genuinely fighting for fourth, mm. qualifying in that top five, he wasn't doing that last year. No. So the car's come good. There's no doubt about that. Danny's driving it really well and the car's come good. The only thing I would say, and it's completely off topic for Sochi, whoever made that rule at turn two to, that you have to go behind those bollards when you go off the road is, has never driven a race car in his life. Because all you have to do is look at Carlos Sainz, who is one of the best drivers in the world. He would have had to have slowed down to walking pace on that angle to get that McLaren through that back of those bollards for running a touch wide at turn two. Danny got the uh, Danny got the the penalty, the five-second five penalty. The thing just skipped over that curb, and then he had to – he couldn't make it. He couldn't get through those bollards. Mm. That's got to be changed for next year, I reckon. Yeah, I, I don't agree. I think Don't you? No, nah, because that's the problem with these tracks these days. You can get so much of an advantage not on the track. Because everything's bitumen now. Like, if that was grass and he went just over that, he would have lost. I mean, yes, Carlos. I think he went way too fast for he did for the like he he should have known yep. and they should have practiced that and they did practice that through practice sessions in through that little chicane um, and it would have been spoken about uh, in drivers briefing and they would have gone right through it because. There is a clear advantage there with the way that corner is um, going off the track. Let's go back a race and have a look at uh, Magello. If you put a wheel off track there, you were losing positions. Yes. Because it's grass yes. and it's rocks and it's gravel traps. So um, you look at Ocon, you know, when he spun. Um, you know, I think a lot of these tracks these days are way too, um, I guess user-friendly, mm-hmm. and you don't get penalised for going off the track. So what about if you move that wall back, the angle of that wall back? Still might go through the bollards if you have to, or the signs or whatever they were, but move that jutting, that wall that jutted out that claimed mm. signs, would you move that back at least? Yeah, the problem with that is that, that was an entry point off the track as yes. well. Yeah. So they need to do something different there. But I think what they're trying to do with that is actually deter the drivers from doing what Carlos did and going, trying to go through flat stick and maintaining your position. Um, whereas, you know, most of the – all the other guys, apart from Grosjean, who just drives through everything anyway, and he drove, <laughs> he drove through Teenage. the actual signs, <laughs> yes. um, that, uh, you know, yeah, there is a concrete wall there. And if you do muck it up, then it's going to have consequences. And that's what happened with Carlos, you know. A lot of the other guys have, did go through it. Danny got a five-second penalty, sure. Um, you know, a five-second penalty is harsher than going through that chicane. So going through that chicane, you're probably going to lose a second yeah. on tr- on track, yeah. second, second yeah. and a half. 
So I, I um, just reckon when it when you come off that sausage curb, if you accidentally get it and you come off that sausage curb, there was nowhere near enough time and turning angle to get that car turned to the left and then back around to the right. Nowhere near enough room behind those bollards. And the drivers agree. They've all said there needs to be a change for, for next year. Yeah. Carlos stuffed up. But yeah. he should he should have gone way slower. Yeah. But it was right at the start. Yeah. Adrenaline's Come up. On, I'll see if on. I can do it. Yeah. And he's turned the thing into a canoe yeah. and ruined his race. <laughs> I mean, that was a big hit. That was a and big I guess. hit. And yes, I, I agree that it's dangerous. But yeah. it happened so like as soon as he literally tried to turn the wheel, he was already into the fence. <laughs> yeah, That's absolutely. how fast he was going. Yeah. Um, I just reckon move that wall. Keep the rule for the going behind the bollards, but yeah. move that wall back. Yeah. So that you don't canoe the thing if you go through there a bit too and fast. And maybe like, uh, and it's a different part of the track, I know, but maybe like uh, Monza, you know, turn one at Monza, they've got quite a substantial yes, right, left, yep. right, left. They need to yep. maybe do something like that because that chicane there looked too fast for me. They were, they were almost full pin through it and could almost straight line it. Yep. Mm. Uh, we've got a weekend off uh, and then it is the, I always miss say this wrong, Nürburgring? Nurburgring. Nurburgring. That's the Nürburg. one. That's Think the of Burgering. Nurburgring. <laughs> Burgering. The old Burgering. Oh, yum. Burgering's at 10 oh, p.m. I think there's a Shell Coles yeah, Express at home. Let's I reckon I can get one. Yeah. <laughs> well, that wraps up another edition of The Driver's Seat. We've got two more weeks till Bathurst. It's going to be fantastic, boys. Been an absolute pleasure again. Indeed. Thank you, Nims. It's been great. And I am spewing that there's no F1 this weekend. They should just race every what are weekend. Do? Oh, oh, back boring. To, back to back to Better back. Better the lawns, eh? But uh, yeah. that wraps up the driver's seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. Together, we're building Australia. Don't go anywhere. Damien Watson up next with the overnight Nürburgring. crowd. Nürburgring. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals. All thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply.